Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a relationship expert, executive consultant, and life management coach. Cynthia Hyatt uses her 30 years of experience as a licensed psychotherapist to now offer in-office or concierge services through executive life coaching, consulting, and image management in order to help you be your own best version. Cynthia also specializes in speaking to groups worldwide about how to be successful in relationships, as well as artfully handling life's challenges. She has had many opportunities to present numerous educational seminars and lectures on a variety of motivational, inspirational, and mental health topics around the world. Please take a moment to visit her website at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's Cynthia, H-I-E-T-T dot com. Her Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt Incorporated for current events, updates, and inspiration during your week, as well as all social media platforms. You can hear this show as a podcast on iTunes and many other podcast services. Follow her on Facebook and Instagram. Now, with today's fresh insight, here's Cynthia Hyatt. Well, good afternoon. Thank you for joining me today. I'm so glad that you are with me and want to remind you again that each week I send out one single email and it's packed with inspiration and resources to help you become the best version of you. All you have to do is sign up at the link in my bio. And I've also created a free workbook. And this is called How to Be Your Own Change Agent. And it provides deep insights into what's been holding you back and empowers you to make some major shifts in your life. So I want to make sure that you grab a copy in that way as well. So just click on the link in my bio, and it'll take you right there, and we will get you that uh, very quickly. So today I'm very excited because I have a guest with me today, and her name is Lisa Beth, and she has 30 years of experience in creating successful advertising and public relation campaigns, and she's an award-winning producer. So she continues to be regarded as one of the most respected women in her field. And her pathway to success wasn't always easy. So due to her divorce, she lost her home, her business, and she was devastated and didn't think it could get any worse. But it did. Her mom passed away as she was preparing to close on her own home. And all of this destroyed confidence and belief in herself. And through the struggle, she uncovered the deep-seated fears that were sabotaging her life. So her courage and determination not only turned a spotlight on those fears, but also turned her tragedies into triumphs. So this is why I'm so excited to have her on the show. She inspires audiences to really dig deeper and uncover their real inner strength and power. And so you can connect with her at www.lisabeththomas.com. Also at um, outwittingfear.com and lb at lisabeththomas.com. So, Lisa Beth, I'm so glad that you're here with us today. Thank you for joining us. Oh, I'm so excited, Cynthia, and listening to your intro. Wow. Do you, do you sleep <laughs> ever? Ever? <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness. And I want your work- workbook. I'm going to sign up. <laughs> I feel like we're soul sisters. I think so. I think so. Well, this is really exciting because I looked at, you know, the whole, the, the logic, the logic tree. Is that what you call it? Logic try? Yeah. 
Logic Tree platform. Yes. And it's just very simple, but very helps people go very deep in understanding what those fears may be and being able to eradicate them, overcome them, harness them, right? So tell us a little bit about how you came about doing this whole program. Well, like you, in the introduction, you said, um, to back up from that, we had an award-winning seven-figure ad agency here in Austin for about 15 years and did red carpet junkets. We did all the the behind-the-scenes footage and shooting for Robert Rodriguez and Miramax, and we did a lot of Disney and HGTV and Bravo and American Idol, and just, we had, you know, just killing it. And um, I was in business with my partner, my husband, and he was the operations, I was creative, and it was one of those that really early on, if not before the marriage, I went, hmm, maybe I shouldn't marry, but I joked that I should get a, a T-shirt that says, I wanted to marry so badly, I married so badly. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's hilarious. I, uh, I'm going to use that. That's great. <laughs> and, I, and I do need to, I do need to just go ahead and get those ordered. Yes, you I, do. I know so many women. <laughs> before someone steals my idea. Oh, great. I just told your whole audience, exactly. so I'm going to do that as soon as we hang up. Well, we'll just say that um, this is, you know, they're, they're hearing it and it's already in, it's already in play, so... Okay, cool. Yes, yeah, yeah, I just did it. I just did it. <laughs> and um, but so during all of that, um, there was a point in time where I was just okay. We we just weren't getting along. It was it was over, and it was over for a very long time. So finally, when I got to the point where I said enough is enough, and it took me a really long time to stand up for myself, to speak up for myself, and that I'll circle back to that. Stand up for my kids, and I couldn't figure out why. Why? You know, I, right. if you looked at me from the outside, I had confidence. I was strong. I was on set. I was on location. I was a producer with a microphone. But there was something else going on inside me. So um, it got to the point where I said enough is, enough is enough. And when we divorced or going through a divorce, um, it, it came out that we had three years of personal, not business, personal unfiled taxes. Oh, my goodness. Now, my ex was in, yeah, my ex was in charge of the operations of right. our life, and I was creative, home, etc. So, if you, you, I don't even know if you can calculate three years, six, seven, eight years, whatever it was, daily interest and penalty. Oh, daily. my goodness. <laughs> oh, yeah. my gosh. Uh, yeah. And so, when that all came about, um, it was it was horrifying. Oh, that's devastating. Was, yeah, it was devastating. And we were going through divorce, and so then he left the agency. I kept the agency, and during this, he pleaded hardship. So the IRS said, all right, well, she still has the business. And the thing is, for any of your listeners out there, the IRS, is, if you've got a cash flow coming in, forget the Optimus, forget any of that. They, you know, if you've got cash flow, and that's what it was, I had cash flow, mm-hmm. and I would get $100,000 checks from clients, but that wasn't my money. That was media buys. That was create, you know, exactly. that was to pay everybody. Yes. But um, the IRS didn't see it that way. <laughs> and so it got to the point where I, I was robbing Peter to pay Paul. The house of cards was going to fall because I just couldn't keep it together anymore of money going out and 
part of that, too, was people kept saying, or, or those that knew what was going on, not a lot of people, I kept it really close to my chest, would say, just go get some more business. And when you're in that place of being beaten up mentally and emotionally, and I, I couldn't do it. And, and on, in good faith, I couldn't go to somebody saying, hey, let's do your advertising campaign. And this was me knowing that it was probably going to be taken over by the IRS. Right, so right. I just couldn't do it. So the way to, to get out of this mess was to um, close the business. And in Texas, it's, there is a good deal. You don't have to declare bankruptcy, which I was going to. I just had to dissolve, dissolve the business. But that left me holding the bag with some stations. But um, they were all extremely kind. They even offered me jobs. I mean, oh they were wonderful. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Um, yeah, I... I was really, really grateful for that. And then sell the house, and that selling the house paid off the rest of the IRS. And then this was all in a three-and-a-half-month period, and then my mom died right smack dab about two weeks before, a month before I finalized closing of the house. Unbelievable. So, yeah, it was like... That's staggering. I know. You're supposed to do one of those things like one every 10 years. Yes. yes. Or maybe once a yeah. lifetime. Once a lifetime. And I I say to people, it, it was the worst time of my life. But now on the other side of it, it was the best time because I really found my power and my voice through all that loss. Isn't it, isn't it amazing I, how, how you can thank God for him not asking your permission? before something right. like this? Yeah. Because we'd all say no. Yeah. Well, I, I'd say no. I know. Well, and I, I did say at one point, <laughs> you know, I wonder if I want to keep doing advertising or I want to get really back into speaking. And then when it all went away, I went, I didn't mean like that. No, right. I, I mean, that's all. <laughs> exactly. Great. Yeah. And um, I found myself, well, somebody asked me one time if I was depressed, and I'm not a depressed person, and so I didn't know what that meant or looked like, and I was like, no. And then I thought about it, and I said, well, if that means going to work, sitting at your computer, crying all right, day, right. going home, <laughs> yeah, getting a bottle of wine from the bottom shelf at the grocery store, because that's all you can afford, you know, it wasn't right. even good stuff, it was the crappy stuff, right? and drinking a whole bottle, falling asleep, and going back to work the next day, yeah. I guess I was depressed. <laughs> you know? so maybe I guess so. And, um, wow. Yeah. And um, I remember uh, laying there, literally shaking my fist, saying, you know, damn you, God. Are right. you kidding me? Because right. I know of other people that have gone through these things. And then a miracle shows up and there's a right. bag of money on the door. You know, <laughs> right. it's like, why not me? And, right, right. Um, I, and then I kept thinking, why am I not like Job? Why haven't I kept my faith? Why am I pissed at God? Yeah, Job well, Job, Job got pretty mad at God, too. I know, but I, didn't, I was thinking of the Sunday school version right. of Job. Right. It's a whole different story if you read Job in the Old Testament. That's right. Like, oh, That's right. He was pissed. That's yeah. right. That's right. Oh, goodness. Well, we have like one minute for, before our okay. next segment. So I, I'm so excited to have you, and this is so inspiring. I, you know, I'm amazed at how inspiring other people's you know trials and tribulations and their and their then their victories always are and we hate the fact that the victory is so sweet but what we have to go through to get it 
is just it's Fire. just brutal. Ugh. It's brutal. Yeah. So I'm so glad that you are on the show today and that that we were introduced to one another because you know we have certainly have some similarities and you have Thanks done some do. amazing things and I love the energy that you have and that you really found a way to overcome and I know that being an overcomer is not something that we all aspire to but it is something that we have an opportunity to become and and you absolutely right. have done this and so when we well, come back you. oh absolutely when we come back in the next segment i do want you to talk more about you know that whole depression feeling and how when you actually acknowledged it how you moved forward so this is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the next segment as we talk more with Lisa Beth about really outwitting fear. Well, welcome back. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and you are listening to Conversations with Cynthia. And I'm so glad that you joined me today because I have a very special guest. Her name is Lisa Beth, and she had a quite an amazing career in uh, Austin, Texas, and it all kind of fell apart. And what happened through her story was that she learned how to really thrive instead of just survive. And she has come back in a way that that is she has this vibrancy about her that I love and and so I'm excited to have her tell you her story and so Lisa Beth uh, thank you again for being with us and talk to people about that deep depression and and how you really were able to move forward well I am so excited to be here and like (laughs) I said I can't believe we did that first segment it seemed like it just flew by right but it's yeah it's again Everybody has something, and I think that's one thing that everybody's got to, to, to hold hold true. Everybody goes through something, and, and whether it's a divorce or a loss of a child or a loss of a home or a job, it is devastating to them, and that's one of the things we have to appreciate. You, you may not be able to relate to it, but it, it's, it's breaking their heart. You know, I think that's a really good spirit. point, is to recognize yeah. that you don't have to justify the pain. Yeah. You that your pain is your pain, yes. Yeah, and, and, and own that pain. Yes. One of the things, so two things I found that I found myself telling my story, looking for people to tell my story to, because I was like, oh, wait, wait till you hear this, because then you're going to feel really sorry for me, and it's going to justify me being so sad and depressed and crying all the time. And then I realized the more I told my story, the more it kept it alive, and it more kept it alive in myself, and I stayed there in that story, and... One day I went, oh, this is not good, because if I don't break the cycle, if I don't draw the line in the sand of telling the story, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to get stuck in this pit. So I allowed myself, I gave myself some grieving time, and I think that's something that's really important to do, because I had some people say, just pull your boots up by the bootstraps, you go on, put on your big panty girls, blah, 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 or big girl panties, <laughs> and yeah, that was kind of weird. I know. And, <laughs> but you know what I meant. I do. But, and I and I love that they, because I'm an optimistic person, so I think they thought that would work, and I can see that. But it would have come out somewhere else. Absolutely. If I would have shoved it down and not dealt with it, it would have come out in a way I probably wish I, it wouldn't come out. So I gave myself 
some time to grieve and just to hold it and, and feel that. And then I gave myself a time period of like, okay, that's enough. All right, you've grieved enough. And the next step to that was when, and this is a big one for me, is when I stopped pointing my finger at him and they and everybody else is when I started taking ex- responsibility for myself. Wow. Because and, you know, I think I that's important because it's important that you don't take responsibility for somebody else's, you know, fault and someone else's abuse of you. But it is important to take responsibility of what is left and what you can do with it. Right. Right. And every time I pointed my finger saying, see what he did? Well, what did I do or what right. didn't I do? And when I stopped that, that that's when that story finally stopped. When I yes. stopped telling that story and I went, okay, I didn't stand up for myself. I didn't during the divorce say, oh, oh, hell no. I didn't, right. you know, whatever it was I did or didn't do. Once I started accepting responsibility for my part, whether it was right or wrong, then I was able to take action. And it's so easy to want to blame others, and blaming doesn't doesn't move you forward. Right, it's just and, a panacea for the moment. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't fix anything. It doesn't, and that was my first step of really taking some action of accepting responsibility for myself. And then one day I noticed that all my negative self-talk, all my talk to myself was how stupid I was or what an idiot. I can't believe you let that happen. Why did, and I didn't tell anybody what was going on. Even my inner circle knew something was bad. My kids knew, but my inner circle didn't know because I didn't want to, I was afraid. My identity was my business as right. so many people's are. So I thought if I lose all this and my friends find out, they won't like me anymore, which is silly. <laughs> How much do we do that? Hi, how are you? And we tell them what we do. And I, I wasn't. That's where I was an idiot because my friends still all loved me and cared for me and and helped me through it. They were amazing, and so were my kids. Well, see, but, you know, isn't that interesting that we go from blaming the person, you know, that really is the abuser. If we stop with that, then we end up blaming ourselves. Right. And so it's kind of like being willing to say, I'm going to stop the blame. I understand responsibility and where it lies. So I don't have to blame anybody. No, I need to just, to yeah, take action. exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It became a phrase of mind of, okay, so what? That happened. Now what? Right. Now what I, I love do? that. I love that. Say yeah. it again. Say it again. So, That's so good. So, yeah. So what? That happened. Now what? Yes. So it's so what now what? And that's where I started living in the now what. And when I listened to myself, when I stopped all the chatter and the noise around me and I listened to myself, my negative self-talk was through the roof. I, I was mm. beating myself up so beautifully, like nobody else could have done it better. I was like, you're an idiot. How stupid. Why didn't you do this? Why? And so I thought, I've got to change this. So I started catching myself. The minute I would start listening to what I was saying, I literally, Cynthia would go, stop it. Just stop. That's awesome. And I would turn it. Yeah, I would just turn it. And I I tell people that it's like I had my antenna up for negativity to myself. So the minute I heard it, it would go beep, beep, beep. I go, whoa, whoa, hold on. You're You're smart. You're beautiful. You're funny. You've got amazing family. And I would flip it. And then it was was a muscle. Right, exactly. I had to do that regularly. It, It wasn't overnight. But literally, 
and this happened in, in 2015, 2017 was when I, my mom died and everything else fell apart, um, losing everything. 15 is when Elle was discovered, that I don't remember the last time I said something negative to myself. And, I, and I'm not just saying that. Wow. I've gotten to the point where I completely flipped it, but I had to change that negative, I hate that phrase, thinking, thinking, but right. I did. I did. Well, you know, I think that's really important because, you know, when we were talking off air, we were talking about that all that neuroplasticity, you know, and being able to to change that around. And I think in the next segment, I think it would be important for you to talk about how because I don't think anyone taught you that. I think you kind of learned it and then realized there was a name for it. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, uh, that's what I thought. That oh. you, you, and so I think it would be really helpful for people to recognize the difference between being Pollyanna, right, and actually mm-hmm. being positive and actually supporting yourself and, and thinking thoughts that have weight and meaning and truth in them. Yeah. And I, I, I totally agree. And I'm excited to talk about that. I'm, and I'm you know, and I know we're going to talk about it in a few minutes, but we don't have much time in the segment. So, no, I th- I just I think this is going to be really meaningful for for all that are listening. I mean, it is for me, and I've done this for a living. But it always helps for me to hear it again, and to be it, have it yeah. reinforced, and to hear that wow, it really does work when people do this. It does. It does work. It well, does work. you know, and I think that's that's one of the most important things is when we are. Are, you know, kind of talking about our stories, we give it, we give life to other people. So this is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. You're listening to Lisa Beth, and I love the story that she has, so I want to make sure that you continue with the show, and if you can't, go to your favorite podcast server, and you can download the show from there. Well, welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host. And we are talking today with Lisa Beth about outwitting fears. And make sure that if you can't listen to the show in its entirety today, that you go to your favorite podcast server. You can download it from, from any podcast server we're on. I think, I think we're on all of them. And so that way you can listen to the show in its entirety because I think Lisa Beth's story and just her energy and how she really took this really ugly, scary, bad, un, just undeserving situation and turned it into something amazing and the way she did it. So, Lisa Beth, thank you again for being with us today. So, uh, I'm so glad to be here. Yeah, so tell us about, you know, you we left that last segment and you were talking about you know, that you really changed around the thinking. And we said we were talking a little bit about neuroplasticity. So you kind of discovered that on your own. Yeah, and I love what you said in that last segment about Pollyanna. And it, and I, that's, I hadn't thought of it that way. It wasn't, I'm the best, I'm the best. I'm right. the, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't doing that. It was truly catching myself and when I was giving myself negative self-talk, when I was thinking negative self-talk, and the minute that I catch it and the minute that trigger would, would snap, I would flip it and talk about my blessings or talk about my gifts or talk about the things that were going, that were good in my life mm. or what I'm good at. And 
just changing my perspective. And, you know, one of my favorite things, what I would do, and you know how, have you ever laid awake at night and you are going down all the what ifs? Oh my gosh, yes. Usually all the what, mm-hmm. Right, and it's usually all the what ifs that could go wrong. And then you wake up in the morning and that thing never, doesn't even happen. Exactly. And you lost the whole night's sleep, right? <laughs> and, but we go, what if, what if, what if? And, and I found myself as well going down this what if path and that path just got deeper and darker and what if this happens and what if I lose my what if I live under a bridge what you know and I had to stop myself and and realize and flip that as well so that my what if I turned into positive well yes. what if this is the best thing that happened to me what if out of this I become a better speaker and I have a better relationship and I learn how to choose a partner wisely or you know I just would start flipping yes. anything that was negative and yeah, it's like it what it's like. Funny. I had to do that with myself. I had, you know, when I had a, some major life, you know, just tragedies, and I had to say, but what if this is the opportunity yeah. to have it better than it's ever been? And and exactly. we and, and see and we forget to think that way because we're so hurt and wounded and and you know just devastated, and it's hard to think positively when it's that way. So how did you do that? It really, it really is, and I that's where I went back and gave when I said in the earlier segment, I gave myself some time to grieve. Yes. I told my story, but then there was a point where I literally just drew in front of me a line in the sand and said, I've got to stop this because I had to be able to move forward again. That so what happened, all that happened, but now what I'm going to do about it. I, we were, I was out to dinner one night with my kids. They're on the way, way to go to Texas tech and we went for pizza and my son would get so mad about the situation. It was his stepdad and he would get so mad and, and it was just horrible. And we were sitting there having pizza and he was getting ready to order pizza. And he, I could see it. I could see it, the clenched jaw, and he was getting anger and angrier. And he brought it up again. And I finally said, you have to stop. Right. I can't apologize anymore. I can't. And every time we have this conversation, I look backwards. Right. And I'm not looking forward. And every time you make me... I make me, someone makes me look backwards. I can't go forward, so we have to stop this. Right. And he looked at me and he went, what kind of pizza do you want? <laughs> just like a man, right? And he got it. Yep. Just he, Okay. He, Shift gears. Got it. And he has never brought it up again. Wow. Four years ago, five years ago. Yeah. Because we, we have to take that forward step. And yeah, and I think that's the hardest is... You know, when we're coming coming out of what we feel is a failure, you know, it, it's like the same thing we say to people when they're, they're little babies are learning to walk. Well, imagine if they they made one false step and then they just never got up again. Yeah. And or so, we yelled yeah, at Yes. Yeah. So we have to. Idiot. Really, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, you know, yeah. we, we have to kind of make a line in the sand and say, you know, that's that's the past. And I am now walking into my new future. And I, yes. And and I looked, I looked at it too when I finally went into a relationship and it it was years before I even thought of dating. And I realized the distrust and the hurt that I was carrying with me, I was putting on him. And at one point in time as well, I was accusing him of, of whatever and he didn't do anything. And I went, this is so unfair. I'm looking at you through the crack lenses of my past. Yes. How yes. unfair. Yes. And I think the more we recognize 
how we judge people from our past. You're a relationship expert. Right. You know that. Well, let me let me close this out. We have one more segment. So listeners, please stay tuned because Lisa Beth has a lot more to teach us about outwitting our fears. Well, welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and I so appreciate you joining in today. If you are just tuning in, I want to make sure that you are able to listen to the show in its entirety. So go to any of your favorite podcast servers and just type in Conversations with Cynthia, and you'll be able to find the show that way. Because right now, I'm going to have Lisa Bass really talk to us about how all of these life experiences and this heartache and hardship really got her into a place where she could overcome those fears, and she's calling it outwitting fears, and she has an entire program that you can do. So, Lisa Beth, thank you again, and I'm sad that this is our last segment. But I let, know. Let, I know. Let's start over. Let's do it again. I know. <laughs> so let the <laughs> listeners know how they can get a hold of you, how they can get you know this program, because I loved I loved what I got from you. So thank you for that. So I make know. sure you I'm, tell I'm them. I'm so glad. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm so glad you went you went through that yes. um, through the program. Um, yeah, it's easy. It's outwittingfear.com. But I want to talk a little bit about it because it's not yes. a long program. That's the beauty of it. It's some people can do it in an hour. Some people take a little bit more time because they walk away and they really want to think about it and dive into it. It's video guided and worksheets are all part of this uh, software program that it's on. But I, I spend a lot of time listening to podcasts and reading, and uh, I facilitate a workshop for discovery here in Austin, discovery programs, and I got so much of this information that I pulled it all together, and the thing that was the most important for me out of all my learning is finding out that at the base of all this going on in my world was uh, two things, two fears, the fear of being good enough and the fear of being worthy. Yes, and yes. When I when I got down to that, when I peeled away that onion, and, and let me back up. The, the thing that, that's interesting is that we're only born with two fears. We're born with the fear of falling and the fear of loud noises. Yes, that's it. you're right. Yes. That's it. So think about <laughs> all your listeners right now. Think about all the things you're fear of, fear of failure, fear of um, not getting something done. Or rejected, of, um, rejected, yes. Of rejection or fear of success or fear of not having enough money. Whatever it is, it boils down to that's the presenting fear. And what I discovered as you peel away down and you get down to that core fear, it's amazing how much your life is dictated by that. Uh, let me give you an example. I had a, a woman one time say, um, my biggest fear is we, we got down to it because she was pushing people away. She was very um, demanding of people. And if people didn't do what they wanted, she, you know, shoved them out of her life. And when we went through this exercise, we peeled away down to it. It was her fear of being alone. Right, right. But what was she doing? She was self-fulfilling the prophecy. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid of being alone, so I'm going to be right, and I'm going to make sure I'm right. So I'm going to push people away so I can say, see, see, I'm going to be alone. Knew it. But she honestly, God, didn't know it because it was so far back in her uh, subconscious that she wasn't even aware that she was doing that. Exactly. And then when she realized that she was doing that, 
it changed her life. She started embracing people, inviting people in, and literally flipped her life. And, you know, because now we talk about her self-fulfilling prophecy as I am loved, I am worthy, I, you know, and it changed everything. So it's, that's what this course does. It, it talks about the, the fears. It talks about triggers that set us off, that push our buttons, because at the base of those triggers, if something that triggers you, that really gets you, gets your goat, mm-hmm. may not bother me. Exactly. And the reason why is you have a core fear at the bottom of that. That That's not tied to me. A core fear is not tied to me. And I'm sorry, I'm getting a phone call. I don't know if you can hear it. <laughs> no, um, I can't. I'm so popular. And <laughs> Actually, it's a beautiful friend, Judy King. I'll call her back. Um, but that's the thing. So when you get down to that core fear, that's where the beauty is. That's where you you make you can make conscious decisions. Uh, the, I'll give you another quick example. The woman that does my hair, she was putting highlights in my hair, and she had a client call text her and she slammed the phone down and said gosh I hate that client and I was like whoa so that's right. her trigger right mm-hmm. and I said why and she said she always wants me she always reschedules and she wants me to do it at night or on the weekend on my time and I, I just hate it and so I went well what you know what why why don't you fire she said well I need the money well that's her fear yeah the money yeah right? so what if I don't have the money so I said well what if you don't have the money and so I started doing the, the exercise, and she didn't know I was doing it. I go, what if you don't have the money? She goes, well, my kids have camp this summer, and I promised them they would go. So, well, what if they don't go? She said, oh, I feel so bad because they'll be home, and they'll resent me. And I, well, what would that do to your heart? It breaks my heart. So we did this, and we got down to the bottom, and literally she got down to, I, I told my husband he could depend on me. I'd be afraid he wouldn't love me. Yes, And she exactly. just looked at me and went, Oh, my God. <laughs> of course, my husband, I am keeping clients and dealing with not payments or whatever. Because Bottom line, I'm fear my husband won't love me because I let him down. Mm-hmm. And she said, that's not true. And she literally went on, she was, my hair was processing, went and fired that client, came back. And between the 20-minute processing of my hair, 40 minutes, got another client that was double the money, double the blessing, double the energy, double, blah, blah, blah. Amazing. Yeah, that, that is amazing. Yeah, so with finding that out, and that's what I discovered when I realized that I didn't want to live my life again in this pattern, this pattern of not speaking up for myself, the pattern of not standing up for me or my children, of letting of people pleasing, making sure everybody else was good, and I became second. I was so tired of that, but it was so ingrained in me in my cellular memory that I had to change it. And once I figured out it, my fear of not being worthy or good enough was dictating my life, I was able to change it. Well, you know, that's really interesting because it made me think about this wonderful saying that God gave me, that feelings are very real but not always true. And see, in our, in our society, we have a tendency to make our feelings true. And I always remind people that, you know, truth doesn't come and go. Truth is always truth. So it's either true or it's not. So if you have a feeling of, you know, I'm rejectable, I'm unlovable, and then somebody loves you, well, then that simply was a feeling. It wasn't true. The truth is always prevailing. 
And so kind of what you're describing is you're helping people find truth and not get caught up in what seems real in the moment. Yeah. Real what we've made up or what we yes, have, we yes. have allowed to have happen. And then because we believe it's, it's true. It. Right. And, and what happens is that we believe what society has told us, our parents, our siblings, our friends, the news. You know, somebody may have made an offhanded comment right. to you when you were a kid, and you've carried that your whole life, and it's not even true. They were exactly. just having a bad day. Exactly. And right? we're building our whole and life on it. We're building our whole life on it. And one of the things that you mentioned early on about sharing, I finally shared. I finally, I was on stage for Texas Women in Business. I was the founding president of it and i was on stage all this was going on i had my mask on everything's great everything's great my life is wonderful and (laughs) i finally said i've got to i got to tell them and there was about 150 women in the room and i verbally vomited everything that was going on wow and i just had to i couldn't carry it anymore i couldn't fake it people who knew me saw my eyes were dead but my smile was there but they knew Cynthia, there was a line of women waiting at the bottom of the stage, stage to talk to me and said, I can't believe this to you. Thank you for sharing because exactly. I'm dying inside. I'm going through this or I'm going through that or I've lost a child or whatever mm-hmm, it was. And mm-hmm. they were like, Thank you. And well, I you think gave them the truth. The you, you gave them the truth. And it gave them the gave them the opportunity that it's okay to speak it. Yes. And I know that's what you do. I know you're an amazing coach and that's what you do. The more authentic we can be for ourselves, it allows other people that opportunity to be authentic themselves. And what better gift is to finally figure out who the frig we are. (laughs) Right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's that's amazing. You know, and it really is healing one person at a time because each person that's healed heals another person. Yeah. And, and I think this, yeah. this is wonderful what you're doing and that you are showing people that, you know, maybe what was cause for bad for you, God is making it a good thing, you know, and, and that you are getting more life out of it versus perishing from it. Absolutely. And I think well, that's one of our purposes, all of us, every single person, is when we've had something that's happened and we've learned some, something from it or grown from it, we need to share that because... I, I was going through that imposter syndrome of, oh, I can't speak on this because I'm not a Ph.D. or I'm not, I don't have a license. And then I stopped myself and said, but this was what worked for me in my story. So if I can help one person that can go, oh, I can use that nugget, it may not help somebody else, but if it helps this one. So I'm hoping people will tell their story and share with somebody or if they see someone hurting saying, tell me, because I know I was afraid to, I was afraid nobody would like me. And when mm-hmm. I had a couple of dear friends that literally did a, what's it called, an intervention and said, right. we know <laughs> something big is going on. You tell us. We're here for you. And I was able to share. It opened up the floodgates of, you know, it started the freedom. So if I'm, I'm asking your listeners, if they know someone that's hurting or they see that sadness in someone's eyes, be there. Ask them. You know, let them know they have a safe place to talk. Yes, and that someone's because interested, very interested in what, some, in their life. Someone is interested, and it's going to be okay. And they may not have a safe place. They may be afraid to tell their spouse or their children or their parents or a friend. So 
um, it is so healing to be there for someone. And it may just be, hey, let's go get a cup of coffee or, in my sake, a glass of wine. You know, let's go <laughs> and, and get out. And I think, exactly. again, the more authentic we can be with people, it, well, it, and, and it I think yes, I think that's what's so important is to recognize that we all keep forgetting that we are completely one hundred percent unique, and that even though we may have some similar experiences or similar failings, we still do it uniquely. Like nobody, I, I tell people all the time, you you can't do the successes like I can, and you can't fail like I can. <laughs> Yeah, you know, exactly. and so it's, it's like, you know, I need to own both sides of it, you know, and it really is me. And and that that I think is so empowering for people. So tell tell people how they can get a hold of you and and take advantage of all that you have just learned and, and even spoken today. And I would love to. I would love to talk to anybody. My email, it's pretty easy. It's LB as in Lisa Beth, LB at Lisa beththomas.com and literally if if someone's out there that says i can't talk to anybody because of i this is horrible email me i will i will be your i will sit on the other side of the phone with a cup of coffee a glass of wine and and listen so i'm happy to do that because i had so many people that did it for me and pay it and i would i love paying it forward yes Um, yes. outwitting fear is again it's a great course i've had so many emails, so many phone calls. It's outwittingfear.com. It's not a long course. It's, again, it's a minimum an hour or a couple hours, depending on the time. But it's a quick pulling back those the, the peel of that onion, getting down to that core fear. Because then when you see it, then you go, oh, that's what you are. Because you have to be able to name the fear so you know what you're dealing with. You have right, to name it to tame right. it is what I say. Name it to tame it. And and not avoiding it, not sweeping it under the carpet. I was so good at, I don't want to deal with this. And guess what? It didn't go, hey, I would trip over that lump in the carpet because I kept pushing stuff under there, you know? And right. I had to face it. And oh, my gosh. So well, I'll- I want to make sure that people take advantage of this because you've been so inspiring. And that they look for you. This is outwittingfear.com. Is that what it is? It's outwittingfear.com, and there there is a promo code. If they put in podcast, um, it's 10% off, because I, I put that in right before we got on the call. 10% okay. off. All right. And um, Well, I that's would, perfect. Again, I would love That's somebody. great. Thank you so much, Lisa Beth, and we look forward to having you again on this show. We hope this past hour has been encouraging, motivating, and inspiring to you. The messages and teachings shared during the show are given as a way to reach you, the listener, with ideas and insights on how you may not only improve your life, but have more successful and meaningful relationships as you become the best version of you. Cynthia is available as a keynote speaker or guest speaker for your corporate or spiritual events. Cynthia is able to customize a message for any audience attending a meeting, retreat, or conference. In addition to this, she oftentimes partners her messages with music as she is a singer and musician. Please contact her through her website at CynthiaHyatt.com. If you missed any part of this program, you can download the most current show from her website at CynthiaHyatt.com or hear a replay on your favorite podcast server. Please take a moment to visit her Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt Incorporated and leave your ideas and comments about today's show. Now, 
Be your own best version. Be 